Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Put Mover Podcast, episode 85. I am your host, Andrew Gomez, a.k.a. The Mez, joined today by my lovely, wonderful, beautiful co-host to my right. He is the 10th wonder of the world. He is the puncher of walls. Nicholas himself, Richard Garcia. Hey, hey, how's it going, everyone? Happy belated Thanksgiving Day for those who celebrate in the U.S. And if not, happy Saturday, everyone. Exactly. Uh, we're still going, feeling the effects, I think, of Thanksgiving. I, I overate. I overate. I'm not going to lie to anybody. Oh, dude. I felt like shit. Um, not from drinking, from eating. From eating? Wow. What yeah. did you have? Um, you know, I had... You go tos. You had your uh, your mac and cheese, your Ooh. mashed potatoes and gravy. You had your turkey, a uh, little bit of little bit of veggies, a uh, little bit of desserts. Um, did you have any pie? Uh, I did have some apple pie. Apple pie. No poon tank pie. No poon tank pie. Oh, no. Man. Um, but you know, it was it was a good it was a good Thanksgiving. Uh, but like I said, I did I did consume like too much where I was just like uncomfortable and like just not feeling good at all. Oh, yeah. How was your Thanksgiving, dude? Um, I got wasted. Wasted. Yeah. I like that. I got, I got drunk. Um, liquid diet. Liquid diet. Yeah. I, I didn't really eat much on Thanksgiving Day, to tell you the truth. Really? Yeah. It was um, it was mainly liquid diet. I mean, I wasn't I was actually uh, kind of sick in the morning. So to cure uh, my ills, I just uh, I just drank. I was just drinking with a couple friends. So you had some ales to kill your to cure your ales, ales as in white claw ales. Yes. Ooh, I like that even more. Ain't I had some white claw last night. I, I'm all, all I'm all about white. I'm claw. all about the white. We need to get sponsored by White Claw. Yeah, if Joey can, jo- Joey Janelli can do it. Uh, we could do it too. Uh, white claw to me is just like a delicious way to get drunk and not like feel. I don't feel as bloated as i normally do no but i do I, you feel blackout after yeah um we did we did on on reckless eating we did a uh, 100 and 100 i shots saw of that white claw and let me tell you if you want to blackout go for that um, it is very easy to blackout with white claw i i threw up um I, I i made it to like shot 80 or something like that and i i finally threw up there's a lot of carbonation in that yeah um, where you know if you're drinking i'm like a normal person it, you can you can be okay, but when you're uh, when you're downing a shot every minute, um, the carbonation really gets to you. I I just was so full at that point. You I don't fi- know how anyone finished it. You figure eighty shots and, and they're like one ounce shots, right? Yeah. Okay, so that's what like you pretty much drank more than a six pack to yourself. <laughs> so yeah, and, and, and within that time span, not only that, but in yeah, in that short amount of time. Yeah, I was gonna say like that six calls in a little bit over an hour, dude. You're uh. And they're easy, like I said, they're easy to drink too. Like you'll yeah. down them like they're like water. It, it's actually literally water. It's, it's carbonated water. Literally water. If you if you've never had a white claw, if you've been thinking about what's what's up with this white claw, just imagine like a vodka tonic with some uh, black raspberry flavor. Yep, uh, that's my favorite. Black cherry is uh, is the best one if you're gonna go white claw. Well, if you might as well go all the way with that. Don't get that ruby grapefruit crap. No, no. <laughs> Because a lot of people buy the variety pack. Yeah. Um, so you're definitely going to want to stick away from... Give the ruby grapefruit to, you know, other people. Lime would probably be number three. Uh-huh. Raspberry, black cherry. Th- those that In that order. I would agree. Yeah. I mean, uh, definitely black cherry number one. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I, the plain one, I, that's bottom tier for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I was talking about in, in, but when you buy the variety the, pack. The variety pack, yeah. Those four, though. For uh, a while now, uh, White Claw was out, so all I could find was the White Claw Pure. Exactly. Which, which is okay. It tastes like a vodka tonic. 
But um, but yeah, that's by itself tier. though. Like I mean, yeah, that's definitely bottom tier. But we need to get sponsored by White Claw. Hey, sponsor us, White Claw. Yeah, we need to talk about White Claw more often. I think to get that going. Yes. But I I'm all about it. Um, speaking of sponsors, let's get into. This is why I'm a professional, dude. Mm-hmm. I, I I just see I see the lane and I just drive like I'm a running back. Exactly. You open it up and I'm gonna drive down that lane. Let's get into the sponsors. Let's give it up to our friends and pals at lapelia.com. If you're in the market for some wrestling merchandise, look no further. Go to lapelia.com. Use our promo code put me over, and in turn, that website will put you over. You'll get 20% off your entire order. Um, actually, the store is shut down right now. Uh, really? It, like, on purpose. It's not like anyone shut it down. Uh, Jonathan actually shut down the website. Going to try to reset, get some new inventory and things like that going. Um, a lot of people are doing Black Friday deals, and he, he's very... He's very, let me go against what everyone's doing. So in, instead of, you know, dropping promo codes and things like that, he was just like, you know what? Let's just shut it down for Black Friday, which I respect. I really like that. So like Blackout Friday. Blackout Friday. Yeah, yes, exactly. Go. Make sure you go to our friends at Grudge Match Brand Apparel on Instagram. Turn on their notifications. They actually have a Black Friday seal, sale going on right now. They've opened the vault and they've released every T-shirt they've ever made. Stuff that wasn't going to get reprinted is reprinted just for Black Friday. So make sure you go to their website. Go to their Instagram. Use the promo code GMBFCM2019 at checkout for 20% off your entire order. Um, Act fast because, like I said, they opened up the vault. And these shirts are probably not going to get reprinted ever or anytime soon. So definitely go check them out. And, um, you know, always go to our website, putmeover.com, for all of your put-me-over merchandise wants and needs. Use the promo code. Uh, Byron set up a Black Friday sale Oh, yes, for us he too. did. Use the promo code Kofi4, the number four, ever. Um, we like themes, so Black Friday. Kofi4 ever. Use the promo code there. You'll get 20% off your entire order there, too. So a lot of shit going on right now, guys. Black Friday is alive and well. Uh, but we got all the plugs out of the way. So let's get into the news. Let's get into some dicks. Dirty news. Take it away, Dick. Well, this has been a very busy week in wrestling, um, especially this past uh, this past weekend with uh, with WWE having uh, TakeOver and Survivor Series. That same weekend, sixteen hours of wrestling uh, content. Yes, and you calculated between, it. From, I did from last Saturday to now, and that's and that's just and that's not even including like other stuff like not, not no New Japan, no AAA, yeah, any of the uh, no other NWA stuff that's power. out there, dude. That that's insane. That's just AW and WWE. Six sixteen hours. That's insane. I mean, majority of it was WWE. Yes, fourteen hours of it was WWE. Oh yeah. So. Um, yeah, let's let's get into it. What 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 happened in the world of wrestling, Dicky boy? Well, let's first start off with with some real news with what happened over the weekend. Um, on Saturday, Corey Graves did post a tweet. I'm sure everyone's heard about this, where he posted a tweet saying, "Hey, um, it was a it was a, an indirect shot at Morrow, um, saying that hey, there's two other announcers that are on the team, uh, referencing a future ho- a Hall of Famer in um, Beth, Beth Phoenix. Phoenix. She's a current Hall of Famer. Yes, and a former Ring of Honor champion, which is um, I can't even think of Nigel McGuinness. Nigel McGuinness. Yeah, there you go. Um, not alluding to the fact of a moral there, kind of saying, "Hey, moral, you need to let these guys speak up." Um, not those exact words. Um, 
turned out Morrow did uh, take, I think he took a little offense to that tweet. He, in fact, shut it down all of his social media the next yeah. day. Corey actually, like, it wasn't just that one tweet. He was actually replying to people that were, t- like, tweeting at him. Right. Like, uh, how many uh, how many Chicago hip-hop references has he made tonight? And then Corey said, too many to count. Um, so kind of just lumping on him. Um, and we, we know Morrow's mental issues and things like that. Do you think that? Do you think that he's? You can't criticize him because I mean, basically, Corey was just being a little critical. Yeah, this on is him. this is well, this is what the actual tweet and it says. Just for the record, guys, I know you wouldn't know it, but there's actually a, a WWE Hall of Famer and a former Ring of Honor champion on commentary. I'd imagine they have a lot to offer. Uh, the tweet is still up online, by the way, so um, it's it's still there. Um, now, to answer your question, um, it, was it to criticize Marl like? I, it definitely was direct, it, like it, directed at Marvel. He didn't tag him in it. It, it was, and um, he he actually didn't tag him in that tweet. No, he did not. Um, he, Corey Graves he did he did go on his podcast a couple of days later. Who we're at war at right now with? Yes, and issued uh, somewhat of an apology, not directly to Morrow, but um, an apology to the whole situation, saying that it was supposed to be an angle. Um, I don't, I don't think Marl took that as an angle. I don't buy that. It's I don't an buy angle that it's all. an angle either. Like if if it's an angle, you would have some sort of agreement between two parties saying, "Hey, this is what's going to happen." Wink, wink. Go with it. Yes, exactly. And um, I don't. I don't think Marl got that memo. No, he didn't get that memo. And Corey knows better. He's he he knows that Marl's had a history of uh, battling depression, and he even he even had a an, a feeling like this weekend he was going to have some problems. He was going to run into these problems. And I think that's the problem that a lot of people don't have is that um, they think, well, Marlo can't take criticism all that well. And I didn't see it as him not taking criticism, but rather, like, there was an issue that, uh, that if there's an angle, it should have been pl- played out as an angle between those two. It should have been some sort of agreement. Yeah, I mean, when it's coming from a coworker and someone you probably respect and, you know, treat like their word is better than, you know, Joe Schmo talking yeah. shit, um, it's going to affect you. And we've seen... Well, me and you have seen the uh, bipolar rock and roller documentary on Showtime mm-hmm. about you know Morrow's issues, um, and he's he, during that thing he basically was just like you know there's there's times where like I'll go and everyone's saying you know you did so good tonight commentary was on point like you fucking brought the house down, um, but you know he'll be in his hotel room by himself just pissed off at himself because he thinks that he didn't do that great of a job and you know he takes it really serious um so when you have mental issues like that and they me coming from experience with me i've I've had you know episodes of depression anxiety and it's crippling yes um so you know when it comes from a place where you know you thought you were cool with someone and they indirectly talk shit and Corey graves talks a lot of shit about a lot of a lot of things He, he, Um, he does and he and and the thing is like and this is another question I have did he go up tomorrow and address it to him privately because if he did okay but if he didn't and he went straight and just did that and did that tweet then that's the problem that 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 I have is that he never confronted him about this and never made an and they never saw eye to eye and he was supposed to be on Survivor Series yes he was he was supposed to do a couple matches with because the plan in Corey's mind was that he was going to have that tweet attacking Morrow and then they're going to banner back and forth uh, on Sunday 
But, of course, that didn't play out, and WWE's excuse was that Mara was so excited from the Survivor Series that he blew out his voice. Do you think that was another shot? That was such a bullshit. You could tell it was so full of shit right there. Because the complaint from Corey was that Mara talks too much. So when they, the next night, were like, well, he blew out his voice. Uh, do you think that's that was like another little shot at Mauro? Like, oh, well, he talks so much, he blew out his voice. Yeah, it, it was a bullshit. It could be. It was a it was a bullshit excuse because no one bought into it. Um, like, how could you have blown your voice out? Like, from like Mar Ronald is a professional commentator. Like, that would take a lot for him to to blow his voice. I I didn't. I never bought it to begin with. Well, then they said he's going to be on NXT this week. Don't worry. Um, he should be fine by next. But he wasn't. But on he was NXT on NXT instead. It was Tom Phillips that replaced him. So um, yeah, he was. He's been out this entire week. Um, it even got to the point where um, his best, his uh, one of his best friends, Frank Shamrock, jumped in on it and uh, kind of indirectly uh, told Corey Graves, "Hey, if I see you, I'm gonna fucking punch you in the face." Well, Corey tweeted out something, coincidentally, before he sent out the Morrow tweet. He sent it was like a, a, a you know, like an inspirational quote, one of those little bullshit. Um, memes you know it said uh a lot of people talk shit on social media um when they should get punched in the face for it or something like that. so it was Corey, like that. so cory posted that cory posted that and then frank shamrock retweeted that and said and with like a, an emoji on it uh, basically used his tweet against him because you know he fucked up he did he absolutely did and i i think it's bullshit that he just went on his podcast to address it and not to Twitter where the news actually people get a lot of their news from. Yeah. And he's not the first one or to go on his podcast to do that cuz last week we were talking about Jim Cornette and how he went on his podcast and issued an apology regarding the statements he said on uh, NWA Power, which wasn't a great apology, but go on. It wasn't it wasn't. Now, neither of them were were great apologies to tell you the truth. It's it's the apology where like if I'm sorry if you got offended, which are the worst kind of apologies mm -hmm. cuz it doesn't show any remorse. It's just like, well, that sucks that you got offended, so I guess I'm sorry for that, but I'm not really sorry. And and the thing with Corey was that he never directly apologized to Mara. And that's probably would go a long way. And that yeah, if if he had done that, then this whole situation would have been blown up. But I think that people are missing the point as far as well, it, you know, is too sensitive. It's if if you're being criticized and you're not and no one's talking to you about it, you have every right to be mad. I think you have not only that he he battles with depression and anxiety, yeah. man. Like like I said, I I deal with it too, and like sometimes things get to me, and like where I'm just like so like I I don't even want to say anything, like because I'm like I just feel like I fucked up so bad. There's no coming back from it. Right. It's, it's a it's a mental game. It's definitely a mental game, but it it definitely is crippling at the same time. It um, is. It's a, it's a lot. It's a lot easier to say just get over it than you know dealing with it you know because it's 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 its own beast it's not something that you can just be like oh well stop being a pussy it's it's a lot deeper than that it's more than that um did you happen to see the uh undertaker stone cold steve austin interview i did you did it went well, on a long time but I, I i watched the whole thing what were your thoughts on it um it was it was cool um seeing you know we don't get to see undertaker talk like that that much um he he had a lot of a lot of cool stories. Uh, the concussion story about what happened at WrestleMania 30 uh, was you know eye opening. That he he didn't he didn't remember anything. He remembered showing up, but everything after that is like blank. He it was a blur. He doesn't remember anything. Um, he said he's watched the match like 15 times and he doesn't remember anything about it. 
uh, which is unfortunate. And it's probably for the better. Yeah, I mean, well, when you're concussed, you don't really you're an autopilot. Um, but I I thought it was cool. It it was it just reminded me of two friends talking it up. Mm-hmm. Um, Stone Cold apologized for their stinker that they had at SummerSlam. Um, ninety eight. He apologized for that because Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, was concussed during that match too. Um, Undertaker did his like hair flip thing, caught Stone Cold right under the jaw and gave knocked him out on his feet. Uh, so after that, he was like, "I that match was the shits, and I'm sorry that that happened." And I didn't think that was a, that was a bad match. I I thought that was a that was a I didn't bad, think it was that bad either. Yeah, it wasn't that bad from what I remembered. But knowing that Stone Cold was knocked out during that match, yeah, I was uh, gonna say that's a that's actually more impressive on um, on Austin that he just was able to keep going. Um, it's just that mentality you have as a wrestler. You you just it's second nature. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought it was cool. Like I said, they were they were taking shots of Jack Daniels, just shooting the shit, shooting the breeze. Oh, that's that sounds awesome. Yeah, because I watched a little bit of it. And um, I like Undertaker in this format when he comes off. Is he comes off with very, very genuine. He's got a lot of stories to tell. I mean, I like the fact that he's like, you know, Vince believed in me when you know other promoters were like, you'll never draw a dime. Uh, Vince believed in him because Stone Cold was like, what did you think when WCW was beating our ass every week? Did you ever want to go? And Undertaker just said, I never wanted to go because Vince believed in me and I wouldn't abandon him like that. So like that just goes to the character of uh, Mark Calloway. Mark Calloway? Yeah. Uh, it was loyal to the end. Because, I mean, there was a rumor, um, and it was perpetrated by Kevin Nash, that uh, Taker was very close to signing with WCW uh, actually as late as 2000. They were they were trying to get him over to WCW. But uh, that didn't work out. And he ended up staying with uh, WWE. That would have been. That wouldn't have been good. That wouldn't have been good for, for Taker. It wouldn't have been good for WWE. That that's a that's a huge name to get over. It, but uh, they would have fucked up Undertaker so I think bad. They, probably, yeah. Uh, same with Shawn Michaels. They would have fucked up Shawn Michaels, I think, too. They fucked up Bret Hart. I mean, how do you fuck up Bret Hart? They found they found a way. Uh, what else we got, Dick? Um, real quick, uh, we did mention uh, we mentioned a while back about Kylie Ray how she left uh, how she left AEW under mysterious circumstances. Uh, she did release a statement on our on her social media saying that she was back. Uh, can you pull it up real quick? Okay, perfect. So she did. Um, she did announce it on Instagram, and I'll, I'll just I'll just uh, read it real quick. Um, she wrote, "I don't know how to start this, and I can't speak on others' behalf. So I can only speak for myself and what's in my heart. I don't know many rumors, and honestly, try to stay away from everything. Obviously, but here, nobody made me leave. AEW took my career to new levels, and I'm beyond grateful for every opportunity and experience that has come along the way. And wish nothing but the best. It's a great group of people who truly love wrestling and just want everyone to succeed." Um, and then just basically ending it off by saying, so instead of bashing, let's just love one another, appreciate what we have or something like that. LOL. Sorry, I'm awkward. So she was um, so basically she's just saying that she left under her own circumstances and that um, there have been rumors that were going around as far as why she left. And she went and shot him down, saying, no, no one let made me le- no one made me leave other than myself. And I just just needed to get take a break from the company. And um it's it sucks that she left uh, under those circumstances. It's um, it, I think that could have been avoided, but she needed to find a way to uh, be herself and be healthy. Similar to Morrow. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just got had to take a step back and uh, kind of take care of take care of themselves, um, which which is fine. Um, I I'm glad that she 
you know, cleared the air because the 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 Jericho thing was was nonsense. I knew it. We knew it. Um, and we didn't want to. Re- and then we didn't want to report it either because there wasn't a whole lot of smoke to the fire. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm glad that she's doing well. Uh, maybe she'll come back one day. I think she will. I mean, uh, right now she's currently in Impact. Um, I think she has a lot to offer for Impact, and she's still young, so th- there's still a lot of time for her to come back. It, it doesn't have to be AEW. It could be NXT, for all we know. It could be NXT. That'd be crazy. That'd be the one of the first people to leave NXT AEW to go to WWE. That's true. That would be crazy. What else we got, Dick? Well, I mean, I think let's just get into uh, let's just get into uh, the, the Survivor Series weekend. What you think of uh, both shows? I thought they were both really good. I I was a big fan. The War Games, War Games show was was great, top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, Survivor Series was good. Um, there there was some stuff that I didn't really care for, um, but other than that, um, I th- I thought both shows were great. Yeah, I mean NXT, you can never go wrong with Takeover. There's never there's never been a bad Takeover, and uh, for this one, I was a little concerned because the focus was on the Survivor Series, but. Um, NXT's portion, they delivered. They hit a home run out. Um, all their matches were very, very good um, to to great. to to um, the, Both War Games matches were phenomenal. If you had to pick, which one do you think was a better War Games match? Uh, I like I like the men's War Games match uh, better. I mean, the, the air raid from the top of the cage was fucking insane. That was insane, and that was dangerous. That was, that was the moment of the whole weekend for me. Um, Adam Cole could have really gotten hurt for that. Uh, but I, I think I thought the right team won, and and the right finish as well because after you do it, they do it every from the top of the cage. You, you cannot can't kick, kick out. out of that. No, no way. No. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, I, I really liked. Uh, I thought War Games. Or, yeah, I thought War Games was the best. It was, and um, it, it definitely showed NXT. Um, they're on the rise, and that they're, they're, they're the A brand. You look at uh, Adam Cole had an MVP performance. This weekend and really in November in general, he's just had an amazing run in November. He, yeah, he's he's on another level right now, dude. He absolutely is. Uh, Saturday, he you know he was involved in war games. He took that he took that dangerous bump, and then on Sunday he had an amazing match with Pete Dunne. I thought that was the match of the night on Sunday. Match of the night um, on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Um, I knew Adam Cole was going to win that match, so I wasn't like. I mean, you 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 had to, um, you had to, you had to. I mean, I had no no doubt he was not going to lose the belt, um, but I was just amazed like he was able to do back to back performances like that. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Um, the uh, the MVPs from NXT: Adam Cole, Keith Lee, Rhea Ripley. Yes, those are the top three. Uh, Vince is very high on Keith Lee and Rhea Ripley. Uh, yeah, and Rhea Ripley, especially, which, especially her. Yeah, I, I, I said it on this very podcast that she's going to be a star. Uh, she has money written all over her. And I, I, I stand by that. I think she's going to do a lot of great things. Um, the uh, the Tegan or the the Tegan Knox uh, beatdown from uh, Dakota Kai, I thought was a was a great turn. We yes. I I had a I knew that something like that was going to happen. Dakota Kai when she got removed from the team was uh, you could tell she was very upset about that. So I felt like this was going to happen. Um, it didn't happen the exact way that I thought, but I knew Kylie Ray was going to have a or not Kylie Ray uh, Dakota Kai was going to have an impact on this women's war games match. And it came and it came out it came out very good. I mean. Prediction, predictability isn't always a bad thing. I've Not at all. That. I've said that many times. It could be a good thing if it makes perfect sense. And the perfect sense, a perfect logical sense was to have Dakota Kai turn um, in, a, in a four-on-two match toward the end. 
and somehow the baby faces won. I thought that was a little bit surprising that the baby faces would win under those circumstances. Yeah, I, I did too. But it did make you do you do want to make a new star with uh, Rhea Ripley and Candice LeRae for that matter, and Candice and to a lesser extent Candice LeRae. So we now we know where the, where they're going with the women's division. It's just uh, it's gonna be Rhea Ripley and uh, Shayna Baszler down the road. Yeah, um, the. Uh the, another surprise, we were wondering who was going to be the, the last member of the men's uh, Team Ciampa team, and it turned out to be Kevin Owens, which I didn't see coming. I was I really hoping see for either. CM Punk. I was really hoping for CM Punk. Yeah. In hindsight, that's so stupid of me. Uh, but you know, it was but fantasy, I think that was a happy. Booking. But that was a happy medium that I think that that the, everyone got because everyone was hoping CM Punk. It was in Chicago, but it was going to be next to impossible. And, but then at the same time, though, like I, you, if you do the Revelveteen Dream like that, uh, you're not really doing him any favors. So it made. Per- yeah, I'm surprised we didn't see. Velveteen. I'm surprised we. Didn't, I mean, I'm guessing he's still hurt. That's probably that's probably it. Yeah, because he wasn't on um, any of the shows this week. Not at all. So, um, but having Kevin Owens in that happy medium, it worked out. The fans were ecstatic. Not only Kevin Owens, but NXT Kevin Owens. Yes. Original Titan Tron. Yes. Original ring gear. Um, I thought that was really cool. Rather than trying to sell Stun Owens Stun t-shirts, he just went classic, which was a nice little touch. Um, I appreciate little things like that. Uh, Finn Balor beat Matt Riddle. I thought that ma- that match was really good too. Uh, but you know, Finn Balor, um, gets the win because he needed it more. I agree. Um, and then Pete Dunne. I thought I thought this was a really good match between uh, Dunn, Priest, and Dane, um, and we I mean we kind of called this whole thing. I think I lost by one. Um, I don't remember which one I lost, but was it uh, was it the pre match? No, I think it was. Oh, I went Team Ripley, or I went Team Baszler, and that was the one that sealed it for me. Let's see. I'll pull it up right now. Let me take a look at it. Um, but yeah, everything else was pretty predictable, but. In a good way. Not, I, I wouldn't say that anything was bad for that at all. Um, but yeah, th- that was that was the main thing from uh, from War Games. We go over to Survivor Series. Uh, NXT won four matches. Raw won one, and NXT or SmackDown, SmackDown won, won two. two. Um, so I guess NXT wins. They had a big celebration on NXT this week, which was broken up by Undisputed Era. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, but what did you think of the? Survivor Series card overall. It was it was definitely better than uh definitely better than I thought. I think um it was a very good show. I was surprised NXT was we're going to win the majority of the matches, but it was the right decision because that's the band you need to build up the most. Especially. I thought Vince was going to just shit all over NXT. That's what I thought too. Up. Um because we 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 know what he does. We know how he thinks. It's been 30 years of this and we kind of see the rhythms. Uh, but yeah, it was it was really cool seeing NXT have a good showing and not just get buried. Um, and they won the important matches too, as well. Yes, um, t- Team NXT, uh, which turned out to be Ripley, Belair, Larray, Shirai, and t- Tony Storm for some reason, um, beat. Uh, it's always uh, great seeing Tony Storm though. Always great. Yeah, she's she's another one that that has money written all mm-hmm. over her too. Um, but when I looked at the teams. Um, that was the strongest team out of out of all of them. It, it, I mean, for the women's team, yes. Uh, you look at you look at Team Raw. I mean, Charlotte, Oscar, and Kari Sane are are, are killers. Uh, SmackDown, you really just had Sasha and, to a lesser extent, I mean, Nikki ma- Cross. Maybe Nikki Cross. Everyone else is just they're not quite at that same level. Dana Brooke really 
Yeah, <laughs> wasn't gonna win anything, dude. I'm, I'm surprised. They, I'm surprised. I'm surprised they didn't put uh, Mandy and Sonya in that on, on that team, especially because they're a tag team. I think I think a tag team and a Survivor Series match is a is a, is a good thing. Yes. Uh, but yeah, that that's pretty that's pretty wild. Uh, Viking Raiders beat uh the New Day and Undisputed Era, which was interesting. Um, I missed that one as well. Dick, you got me by a couple. Um, so you are the new pay per view champion for for now. Congratulations! Um, so the next one, yeah, it was. I mean, it was easy to call take take over, but the Survivor Series was a lot harder because you had multiple outcomes, multiple possibilities. So it was going to be a little bit more difficult. But um, as I said, it was it was a great show. Um, what did you think of the Fiend and Daniel Bryan? It was a it was a the best match that Bray Wyatt's had so far as the Fiend character. Dan Bryan got a lot of offense. He in. got he got he got offense in, um, but there was just I didn't I didn't buy the fact that he was gonna he was gonna win the belt and like, still with the red light. They're gonna, yeah they're gonna they're gonna run they're gonna keep using the I, red light. I, I, I don't I don't like it. It's, it's very distracting. I I think it's it's hurting the matches more than anything because uh, a lot of people instead of talking about how good the matches they're just complaining about the red light. Um, Brock Lesnar beats Rey Mysterio. Um, I I had Rey winning this one as well. Um, and it goes really close. I thought f- there was a few close pinfalls that I was like, oh, shit, Ray's going to win. Um, Dominic got physical for the first time. We he saw did. a double 619. He gave a frog splash off the top rope. Um, I thought he did a very good frog splash. Oh, it, it looked awesome. Um, he got he had some serious air. Uh, but, you know, Brock Lesnar is Brock Lesnar, and we can't ever forget that. Um, so we still have him as the world champion. I thought, I thought that was a little short-sighted from... WWE, uh, especially with that tour coming up in Mexico, been really good to have Rey Mysterio as champ going into that. But it is what it is. Um, and then Team SmackDown beats Team Raw and Team NXT for the men's. Uh, Roman Reigns and King Corbin are gonna go off in a program now. It seems like uh, Roman Super. I mean, they've been going in a program for this past year, from what it looks like. Yeah. Um, Braun Strowman got counted out, which I thought was really weird, uh, especially in an elimination triple threat match. I didn't think countouts were a thing in, in triple threat matches. I mean, in the Survivor Series, yeah, you you can get eliminated via disqualification or um, countout, um, but triple threat matches though, it's usually no disqualification. That that's that's my point. Like, yeah, that's very it's it was weird. Um, but other than that, that was that was the shows. They were they were good. They were both really good. I thought the uh, I thought the women's main event I thought that was uh, that was disappointing. It, yeah, it looked Vince, funky. Vince thought it was very disappointing too. Uh, apparently, he was really pissed off backstage. Um, it did look clunky. There there was some weird spots here and there. I honestly don't remember that much. All I remember is uh, Bailey tapped out to uh, Shayna Baszler, which the right person won. Don't yes. get me wrong. Shayna, Shayna should have won the match. We knew did. Bailey was going to be the one to take the fall, and it. I think that hurts Bailey more than anything, though, because um, Bailey was the afterthought the entire time, and this and he would and traditional logic would be that uh, it would be the one who's uh, on the losing end who's who hasn't got a comeuppance would get the win, but uh, turned out that wasn't the case, and they wanted to make NXT strong, make make the NXT champion very strong. Um, just the just the placement like i was expecting maybe something bigger i was expecting maybe i think a lot of people were expecting maybe a ronda run in yeah to see where this is going to go because you have two of the four wwe horsewomen in the ring and then you have shayna and marina and uh jessamine in the back 
And so it, made, it would make natural sense to have Rhonda come out and to not only get revenge on Becky, but also to help her friend win the match. That that would have that would have taken them a little bit of effort, which um, they were the last match on. Yeah, I don't know. Something like that would have would have really put it over the top uh, for me personally. Um, but yeah, that that was that. Um, what anything happened on Raw? I don't remember too much happening from Raw. It's Rey Mysterio is the new United States champion. Yeah, he, uh, real, uh, he he didn't he didn't quite win the WWE title on Sunday, but he did get a consolation prize in the U.S. title. Um, simp- uh, just long story short, he was involved in a fatal four. Was it a fatal four way? Yeah, something like that. It was a fatal four way. Um, um, all I know is it was um, that he won the match and then he wrestled AJ. He did get a lot of help though from Dominic. A lot of help. Uh, but it's a nice moment for Ray to uh, to regain the champion. Um, oh, and and, uh, and RKO from Randy Orton and Randy too. Orton too. Um, so I think we're gonna get a AJ Randy Orton program going. I think they did, didn't they didn't they wrestle this past year yep. at WrestleMania? They're gonna do it again. Okay, well. <laughs> but roles reversed. I okay. think AJ was the baby face at that time. That's right, he was. Um, so we have a new United States champion. Uh, let's talk about the Seth Rollins heel turn. Do you think it's a full heel turn, or do you think it's kind of just uh, setting up something else? I, I I honestly don't know at this at this point because when he came off, he did come off as a dick, and he and um, he definitely put the blame on everyone else other than himself for uh for Ross failures but no one really bought I, I didn't buy into this whole brand rivalry dude like it was it's just so manufactured like why do we even care about it like you guys just had the draft one month ago I mean Seth I can understand because he was on he's been on raw for a while he's been the main guy on raw so he he does have somewhat of a gripe but the way he comes off it's almost 2015 Seth Rollins where he was just like I, I think at his peak as a heel that's when he was his best that's when he was the best heel. Yeah. Um, he had J&J security and all that stuff. Uh, he comes out, basically just runs down the entire Raw roster, says everyone sucks, except Becky Lynch. He didn't, he didn't, he say, didn't, he didn't say her name. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I it sealed it for me because he kind of seemed like he was being a dick. But then he really solidified it for me when he told Ray, like, not even you couldn't even be Brock Lesnar with your help from your stupid kid. I was like, OK, we're we're going there now. He's going. He did go there. Yeah. But it's just like the way he wrestles, though. It's almost like a baby face. Like he 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 does his baby face face spots. It's I don't know. I mean, I think he, he is better off as a heel for right now because he, he's not getting any fan support right now. Whatever good graces he had with the fans, it's it's gone. Well, I think they're gonna, they're going to lean into it now. Um, they know that the crowds turn on him. So what better way to to uh, really get that heat than to turn him? Just make him. You might as well at this point, which which. It, it, which they should, because he's just like they're not going. He's not going anywhere. He needs he needs a he needs a freshen up, and I think him going back to a hill would be a very very helpful situation. Uh, we had a returning Matt Hardy on this show too. Um, not really the pop I thought that he he deserved. Um, it, it's good to see him. He looks like he's in good good health. Yeah, he's not. Remember for a little while there, he was like limping pretty much wherever he was going. He could barely walk. Uh, but he's he's he looked really good on this. Um, he went back to his Hardy Boys, the Hardy Boy era. I yeah. mean, he still did the delete, but it's very un, like not really pronounced. Um, Basically, as, he was just an enhancement talent for um, for Buddy Murphy. Yes, um, which we're gonna get this Buddy Murphy, Alistair Black thing going on, which um, I'm all I'm all for. I think both those guys can go in um, the ring. Yes, I'm excited for that. Um, 
and then after that, uh, we had the uh, blah 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 blah. Oh, this Rowan definitely has a rodent in there. I I I Eric Rodent. Eric Rodent is, I think, the, that has to be where they go. Um, he beat, you know, fucking enhanced. He does guy. look like a big rodent. Um, but yeah. Anyways, uh, Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens. Uh, I thought this was a really good match. I yeah, was the build very up, sports entertaining. The, the build up to this was that in the opening segment, uh, Seth uh, ran down everyone and asked everyone if they wanted anything, anyone to speak. Everyone just started taking off. But uh, Kevin Owens came in the ring, and as he was gonna, sp- as he was gonna speak, instead gave uh, Seth Rollins a stunner, which set up the mat- the main event for the for the night. Yes. Um, Kevin Owens wins by DQ, but with the help of AOP coming in to help Seth Rollins, are they together? Because Seth Rollins did go after them, right? After after the match, or he got beat down by them. Or uh, no, 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 no. I take that. I take that all back. They just looked at each other awkwardly and left the ring. Um, I thought it was I thought it was interesting when AOP had a match earlier in the night. They weren't dressed like the Shield like they were before with like the tactical vests and everything. No, they changed their gear, and I think that is a reason. I think the reason why is because they don't want it to look like the Shield 2.0. That's true, um, but I think at this point, I mean, I think Seth does work best with a faction. Yeah, uh, him him as a heel by himself. He needs some. He needs someone there with him to to watch his back. I mean, look at J and J Security. Look when he was with the um, basically with the authority. The J and J Security just got evolved into AOP. Yeah, um, they use the Moonstone. It's super effective. Um, so this is where we're going. We're gonna find out what happens more next week. Um, fuck. I'd man. say run with it. Run with run with Seth being a hill. I'm all for it. Um, let's get into uh, what happened on AEW. Wednesday night, the Wednesday before oh. Thanksgiving, dude. Um, I I I thought this was an okay show. Would you say it's a it's been the weakest show so far? Yeah, um, it, nothing really did anything for me. I I don't think, and th- this is why like I I I hate when like I see things on online people talking shit about. Oh, you're just an AEW mark, like dude. We just went on a big spiel about how we loved everything from yeah. Survivor Series weekend and now we're being critical of all elite wrestling. Um it's it's a thing that we kind of pride ourselves on that we can take off our rose colored glasses and you know not not give praise when it's not deserved. I thought the the opening with uh Jericho the celebration for the champion uh was dope. I love the fact that he gave out 50 cents off promo codes for his for his merch. Oh, that's fun. That's great. Um, that was so that's so fucking awesome, dude. Um the Jared Goat? Yeah, the Jared Goat, uh which the goat did not want to play. Uh Jack Hagar came out with a goat, a literal goat for Jericho. Yeah. Like Chris Jerigoat and it they did not want to come out. So I think they're having a lot of problems with animals. <laughs> they should a- probably maybe, refrain maybe not bring out animals. Yeah, uh, first First, it was uh, Cody's dog, and now the goat. Maybe you should stop doing that. Just uh, we get the we get the picture. Um, Ted uh, Ted Irvine, Chris's dad, came on, and I thought that was really that was really cool. I thought that was really funny, but you couldn't really hear him all too well. Does not know how to talk into a microphone. No, he does not. <laughs> um, but there was just like a lot of little things. Um, I liked when they uh, Tito Tito and Santana gave him a, a Santana po- Ortiz Santana or yeah whatever. Uh, they gave him a, a like a Puerto Rican flag bandana, and it's you're you're officially Puerto Rican. And then he puts it on. He says, "No mames." Oh thought, yeah, he I, did say that. I thought that was really funny. And he got a forty. And he and he got a forty. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
I think the uh, and they've announced officially that the Chris Jericho is coming out with his own sparkling wine, a little bit of the bubbly. He should. It's on sale now. He's uh, sitting on a gold mine. Absolutely. I mean, why not, dude? Um, Scorpio Sky got his match later in the night. Um, I thought I thought it was I thought it was an okay match. I thought it was good. Um, I wasn't really invested because I knew Jericho was going to win. Right. Um, but uh, put him in the walls and made him tap out, which was, you know. He, he did, yeah. He, he made, the, they didn't call it the walls. They called it the lion tamer, even though it wasn't the true lion tamer. But yeah. still. You didn't have the, the, the knee on the back of the neck. Um, at the end of the night, Moxley comes out. So it looks like we're getting Moxley-Jericho rematch. I'm okay with that. I'm, I mean, yeah, two, your two biggest stars. Why not? You, you, two two biggest stars right now at the moment. You mean you might as well push. You might as well push them. Um, I thought um, the debate, the debut of the Butcher and the Blade. They did debut. Oh yeah, let's talk about that. That was weird. Um, because Cody Cody had returned to the ring. Uh, he fought a local jobber. Fought a local yeah. A local Beat him wrestler. with a figure four. He did, which was interesting. That's like a is that like a throwback to like NWA Ric Flair. I don't know. It, Maybe I'm looking too much into that. Well, I mean, that and also his dad's fin- like his dad also used the figure four as well. And a lot of pe- wrestlers in the '80s used that as a finishing move. It's a good move. I'm I'm all for having multiple finishers. Like more than one finisher is fine. I, I why not? You know, I mean, as, as long your, as you establish that it's your yes. move, uh, I why not? I mean, Kenny Omega can win with a V trigger. He can win with uh, Tiger Driver '98, which he did um, in AW Dark against Jack Evans. Great match. Go watch that one. Um. Yeah. More. More than one move in your arsenal, I think, is great. Um. After the match, uh, from under the ring came out some guy. I was. I didn't know who he was. It was the Jim Ross didn't know who he was. Uh, Excalibur was really trying to save it because Jr. was like, "Who the hell is this?" And he's like, "It's the blade. It's the blade. You don't know who the blade is? Like, no, No, I don't. He doesn't. Uh, I thought. I thought it was um. What's his name from uh, Sanity? Uh, Eric. Eric, um, I know who you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was that guy, uh, but it's it wasn't. It was the blade and the butcher. Who the only reason I know him is because he's also the guitar player for Every Time I Die. So Andy Williams is now all elite. It seems like, uh, which I think is awesome. Um, and they're being led with uh, to out with, with Allie, Allie, which I thought she was a good guy. Dark the dark bunny. I, I I have no idea who any of these people are really. When when we I've seen Andy Williams wrestle once at Bar Wrestling, uh, where where they they've been wrestling in MLW or something, MLW um and then mainly throughout the in, uh, throughout the independent uh, circuits. I mean okay they they did wrestle at Bar Wrestling a couple times. Yeah, um, I think I it was Brody King versus the Butcher. It was it was a, it was like a tag match, but I thought that was that was that was awesome. Two big guys going at it like that. Uh, the best friends beat the Lucha Bros. Lucha Bros are kind of on a losing streak. I feel like. Yeah, they are. Um, I, I think they're just, and I think this this kind of a thing with AEW is that um, I, I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to get the new guys over at the cost of the established talent. Um, I, I get where they're doing. I think I get where they're going with it. Um, their mentality is that the established guys can get hot right away, which is true. But um, at what point are you going to say, hey, we need to kind of let these guys as well, like the established haven't real know, like, hey, they're a threat as well. But um, I, I get what I get the logic behind what they're doing. Uh, Ken Omega versus Pac again. Um, he won with a with a roll up uh, crucifix roll up. Uh, I thought it was a good match. Really surprising finish. I, I didn't think it would end in a roll up. But I mean, they can't always win with a finisher. You got to or a you got to show that you can out wrestle someone. 
uh, and not just like, you know, hit him with the one wing angel. Uh, MJF won the diamond ring, $42,000 ring, more expensive than a Super Bowl ring. Um, and it's a it's a heel thing to have. Yeah. Um, I knew he was going to win this match. Uh, DDP got a little physical with him uh, with Jake Hagar. He came out or not Jake Hagar. Uh, Wardlow. Wardlow. Uh, he came out to uh, to uh, intimidate DDP and DDP basically said, um, you don't want to you don't want to you don't want me to have to whip your ass. You don't want to sh- you don't want to get your ass beat by a 63 year old man in front of the world. Uh, I thought that was really funny. He did hit uh, Adam Page with a shitty um, crossroads, though. Yeah, really shitty crossroads. They call it the double cross, which I think is really I think it's a, which is a nice very appropriate touch. move. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, do you think it was a shitty do you think MJF did it shitty intentionally or did he, did he mess up on that one? I, I don't think Hangman knew what was going on. I think Hangman just took it awkwardly. Okay. Um, and then um, one thing I didn't like is that the inner circle always comes out for a beatdown just for them to get beat down themselves. Um, they try to jump uh, Dustin Rhodes, who was cutting a promo, and then the Young Bucks came out to help out. Um, and then, you know, the whole inner circle comes out minus Jericho, and they fight them all off. Sammy Guevara got a little bit of offense, but yeah, I don't know. This has got to lead somewhere, though, because it, yeah, it's it's definitely going somewhere. But I just feel like they got to make these guys look a little stronger than just fighting them off every week. Because I, I feel like with, with it's it's a combination of the faces with you got Dustin Rhodes, the Bucks, uh, Cody going up against the inner circle. It, it's got to lead to somewhere. It's got to lead like to a five on five match or a four on four match. And uh, maybe this is where you would have the we would have the inner circle go over. Yeah, um, which it's going to lead to that. Uh, Bash of the Beach is that coming up next next weekend? No, or next that's actually going to be a, a themed um, dynamite, dynamite yeah. which is going to be on January fifteenth, and that's going to be before the Jericho Cruise, the Jericho Cruise actually. Okay, so that's going to be in Miami, and then the Jericho Cruise is going to leave like that weekend, right? Yeah. I hope that they film some stuff on the Jericho, Jericho Cruise. I think they should. If, the Jericho Cruise. If, if if they can do a live if they can do a live episode, definitely you you want to film what you can, and show it on um, an episode of Dynamite. I just think it would look really cool seeing them wrestle on a boat for TV. Yeah, I think that would be really cool because it's never been done. It has never been done. No, it hasn't. I mean, WWE used to have like those cruises. I think WCW did too, but they didn't air anything from them. Um, At least I don't recall. I forget what it was called. It was like a corny, corny uh, name for like, oh, the Bruise Cruise. That's what it was called. Oh, super corny. Very nice. I see what they did there. Uh, let's get to NXT. I thought NXT started off really hot. Uh, NXT was celebrating that they they're the dominant brand. Just for an undisputed era to come out like, no, 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 no. We are the dominant brand. You guys were there, but. If it wasn't for us, you wouldn't have won anything. And that just led into a tag match for the NXT Tag Champions. Undisputed Era versus Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic. I thought this match was awesome. This was a great way to start off NXT. Great way to start the match off, but it did end. It did start with a little uh, a little, a little, scary as uh, Bobby Fish had to be uh, removed from the match. What happened there? I, I, I missed that part. He, um, it looked like that. If if I remember, he was going for um, they, I think I think I think he got thrown over the top rope either by 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 Lee. I think it was by either Keith Lee or uh, Dijakovic, and something had happened to him where like they had to like remove him from the match. Because I think it happened during the commercial break. It happened. That's why I missed the break. It. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, so um, you had to have. Let me see. Uh, Roderick Strong come in and take his place. I thought this was a great match, dude. Um, a lot of back and forth, uh, but in the end, Adam Cole comes out t- for the distraction. He got pounced from the entrance ramp into like the second row. There was plants there to ca- to catch him, uh, but just the visual of that yeah. looked fucking awesome. So yeah, so what happened was that he did land awkward on uh, on a Kyle O'Reilly after being tossed out the ring by by Keith Lee. Um, as far as what what happened? I mean, it looked like he might have suffered a concussion. Oh shit! So it, it it definitely it definitely was awkward, and that's why um that's why Roddy had to come in the match in street clothes. Yeah, <laughs> they really had to get into that. They called that one on the fly. They huh? called that. They they called an audible on that one. Um, but it, ba- after the after the uh the pounce the, that launched Adam Cole. That was in an second. insane pounce. It looks so dope. Um, they hit the high low, which. They modified it for uh, Roderick, so he got the, like the. It was a, instead of like a, a kick, it was like a boot of doom with a, with a sweep, um, a Dijakovic for the win. So they defend their their belts there. Um, after that, um, Dakota Kai and Candice LeRae I thought had a really good match too. I really like this new side of Dakota Kai, this dark side. Yeah, she needed um, a character change. Absolutely, because she was kind of just in the mix. She wasn't really doing anything spectacular. Um, her and uh, Tegan Knox are gonna have a great feud. I feel like I absolutely. Uh, they really built up like the best. Fr- they were best friends, and now you know they're. Going you want you want to see Dakota Kai get kicked really fucking hard. Um, yeah, uh, she's gonna get her come up, and uh, she she uh, loses that match by disqualification. She uses Tegan Knox's knee brace, who's what she's carrying around like a trophy. Um, she bashes Candice in the head with it in front of the ref, and she gets the DQ. Um, I really like the cruiserweight match between uh, Tozawa and Leo Rush. Um, they had a crazy spot. It was a uh, a German suplex off the apron, um, and Leo Rush literally flew up the ramp from that German suplex off the apron onto the floor. Um, I thought that was it was awesome. Uh, Leo Rush barely wins that match, but that was a really good match. And uh, and really quick with Leo Rush, I mean. He's definitely found a resurgence in NXT, going back to NXT and just showing what he can do in the ring. And um, it, it's it's a great it's a great feeling for him. And um, it's a reminder of what he can actually do in the ring and, and not from the problems that he's had when he was on the main roster and um, being being Lashley's mouthpiece and, you know, dealing with the, Lashley. The, yeah. Lashley. Uh, yeah, uh, he he deserves more than that, and he's showing it. He's showing that he deserves more than just being a mouthpiece. Uh, main event was Finn Balor versus Tommaso Ciampa. This is a pay per view worthy match. Uh, yeah. They gave it to us for free this week. Uh, when you got Balor beating Ciampa with the nineteen sixteen, is he officially the prince now? Is that what he's going by? I mean, I th- it, it it reminds me a lot of of uh, of the Prince Devitt era in New Japan. I mean, you might as well roll with it. Yeah. Because I mean, because Finn Balor, I mean, to to me, that's that's him as like this mythical creature. Uh, he's 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 pretty much Prince Prince Devitt. He's Prince Devitt two point Yeah, um, I'm excited to see where that goes. You thought he was going to be joining the Undisputed Era, uh, but instead he gives a uh, a Pele kick to Adam Cole, showing that he's his own, he's his own man, and he's not going to take he's not going to take any help from anybody else, uh, which sets him up as a. I feel like a really strong heel. I, I, th- I think you could have him with him in faction. I mean, I think having him with, um, I mean, if Gals and Anderson, they, they want to ditch AJ, 
then they can easily go reunite with uh, Finn on on NXT. I think Finn 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 does best with um, when he's when he's a heel and when he's with a faction. Yes, yes, I I, I agree. Um, let's talk about some uh, SmackDown. What did you think of the new uh, Universal Title? They were they were teasing a new face for the Firefly Funhouse and. The internet went crazy and was like, oh, it's going to be uh, Liv Morgan. She's finally going to be Sister Abigail, uh, which I didn't think was going to happen. I didn't think so either. I thought it was going to be like another puppet, another, you know, another another uh, puppet to add to the fun house. Um, it turns out that it's just a new universal title for The Fiend. Um, I feel like they're really jumping the shark with this guy. I feel like he's going to get overexposed really quick. A very expensive uh, belt, by the way. $6,500 if you want to buy it. <sighs> That's a... Uh that's a spicy meat to ball. Yeah, that is. <laughs> I mean, it's cool. It's a cool design, but I definitely I would it. not. You don't like it? I hate it. You don't like it at all? Um, I think the execution was really bad. I don't see why there needs to be uh, his face. It looks like the Jeff Hardy belt. When Well, it doesn't look like the Jeff Hardy belt, but I thought the center place could just the centerpiece should still be the WWE logo uh-huh. if they want to go with that. I like the the strap itself. It it does look like the the one that we were talking about where it looks like flesh, it's all stitched together. I thought that that's a really cool uh piece, but the uh the face of the fiend on the title looks really awkward to me. I I don't I don't like it. Well, I mean, it, it's it's just an it's just another custom made belt for the champion. Um obviously, I don't see it being the universal champion from here on out, God, God I hope it, I hope that's not the case. Um, then again, the spinner belt was around for eight years. Yeah. So I mean, I, I it it fits it fits the character, fits the gimmick. Um, not everyone needs to have a custom made belt, though. I think if the universal title was custom made for everyone that that held it, I I think that'd be cool. I just don't like the the mask of the fiend being the centerpiece for this belt. Other than that, it's it looks cool. It's dark. It, it's edgy, uh, but it doesn't need to have the f- actual mask of the and, fiend. And also it. keep in mind, we also did see a revised uh, Universal Championship belt as well, just recently. The the blue the blue the, one the blue strap as well. Yeah. So, uh, so he's had three different incarnations of the Universal title. Yes, he has. <laughs> yeah, he's he's had three incarnations. Uh, and we're gonna get a rematch. It looks like a TLC between the Fiend and Daniel Bryan. Um, so. There's that. If they can do what they did at Survivor Series, I'm I have high hopes for this. Um, but nothing really happened. The Roman, I, the Roman Reigns show. I felt yeah. I fast forwarded the first forty minutes of this show because it was all Roman Reigns. They're setting up this Baron Corbin thing, and they're doing the thing that I thought they were gonna do, which they've kept Roman, you know, kind of on the side, mid card, kind of just putting over other guys and now it's time to press the button we're going to royal rumble make roman strong give him 40 minutes out there on a two-hour show give him 40 minutes to go out there and destroy baron corbin and uh fuck who else did he 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 like um lifted up a table it was not a good look it's it's they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna push him too hard, too fast again, and it's gonna go right back. Right when people were warming up to him, he, they're gonna, he's gonna go right back to being booed again. That uh, hopefully is not the case for for Roman, but it could definitely absolutely happen. Um, yeah, you, you know, you make a point, fans. Um, they they can be fickle, but for um, but not because just for the sake of being fickle. Just if they're being shoved something down their throats that they are they're not too fond of. 
40 and minutes we, of this. And we've seen this happen before. This is this they've they've gone down this path before. Yeah, I could definitely see that happening again where there's resentment towards Roman again and you just built up a good year of trying to get rid of that. Uh, and now you're going to do the same thing again and then here we are again as if the problem never got never went away. Um yeah, it's only a matter of time before we get the Fiend versus Roman Reigns cuz the Fiend's going to go through everybody. Absolutely, I could see that happening. Um I do you like the fact that the Miz brought up the fact that everyone that Bray Wyatt faces, their character changes? Yeah. Look at Seth Rollins. He's now a heel. Dan O'Brien is now um, in an identity crisis, doesn't really know what's going on. Finn Balor. Finn Balor went bad. Um, so it's that's an interesting little little tweak to what they're ta- trying to say. Um, that I think that's cool. I didn't think they were going to do something like that, but um, the fact that they did acknowledge it on TV. Okay, let's just let's see where it goes from here. Sheamus is back. We thought he was career was over. Everyone was saying he's has like neck issues and he's not going to come back, but he's back. Not only is he back, but he's back to like classic looking Sheamus. He got rid of the uh, the dreaded beard and the mohawk, and he's back with the spiky red hair. Uh, what what does this do anything for you, Dick? Um, I mean, not not really. I think Sheamus, as a wrestler, was eclipsed by Drew McIntyre. I mean, Drew McIntyre is essentially a more complete version of Sheamus. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, they don't know how to book McIntyre. That's true. Yeah, uh, that's the problem. But he he basically came out and shit on on SmackDown. He, he he said everyone's soft, including Corbin and Shorty G, and um, he's here to like fuck shit up. So. I think it's going to be cool in the beginning, but I, I feel like I'm going to get over Seamus pretty quick. Just like, yeah. I mean, he's Seamus is one of those guys where y- you see, like, he's got he's a big dude. He's got size. He's actually not that bad in the ring, but it's just for whatever reason, it just, he just doesn't, he's not that, he's not at that level that I think Vince sees him as. I mean, he's he's been multiple-time world champion, but just, it just not at that level. Yeah. Um, Sasha Banks and Bailey uh, came out. And did you know that? Well, I I called it weeks ago. Um, Lacey Evans comes out and punches Sasha in the face. So essentially, she's a face now. She's a good guy. I don't even know anymore. Um, I do know. She definitely came out and played up the baby face. Um, you know, going up against the the heels and Sasha Banks and Bailey. Um, so we're gonna get a Bailey. It, it seems like she's gonna go through Sasha and then go to Bailey for the title. Uh, Vince likes his tall blondes, so this isn't a surprise to me. That's true. Other than that, nothing really happened on... Elias did return to SmackDown. Elias is back. He played a really shitty blue song, which I feel like he plays the same song over and over. Um, Drake Maverick tried to make out with Dana Brooke, which was weird because she's even she was like, you're married, dude. What the hell? Um, really weird backstage segment. And then you had the New Day beating Cesaro and Shinsuke for the titles. Uh, I fast forward this match because I knew that the New Day wasn't going to lose this. Um, and I just feel really bad for Cesaro, man. He can't win. He can't win anything. He can't win at all. Um, and now that he's with Sammy, who doesn't win anything, and Shinsuke, who barely wins anything, um, I feel like they could really make this stable strong. They this is, These are three of the best guys. Um, and Sammy, unless he's hurt, he's not getting physical at all um cesaro deserves a lot more than this he's he, one of the best wrestlers he, he does and he's and he's just so pigeonholed to for that role as just pretty much he's just an enhancement talent a glorified enhancement talent and pretty much yeah 
that that sucks for the dude. Um, you know, I I get on, on one hand, not everyone could be a, a star, and that's true. But it's it's how you utilize your talent to to use them to the best of their capabilities and to the best of your capabilities. And with Cesaro, they just don't do that. They don't they don't see that as um, an advantage, more of a disservice. Yeah, it's it's almost it's almost a a a problem to be good at wrestling in this company. You don't uh, want to be too good. You're not rewarded with it very often uh, if you're not seen in a certain light. Look at Dolph Ziggler. Like Dolph Ziggler is like everyone says like he's the best guy that that sells and he's too good at it. I think he's too good at it to where they pigeonhole him to for that role. Um, and Cesaro is pigeonholed as well. Um, we got through the show really quick, dude. And yeah, yeah, it was um, it was definitely a a, a lot of wrestling uh, that happened in th- this week, but a lot of it was just uh, a lot of it was filler. I mean, granted, it was because of the holiday weekend. I think that they might have a lot to do with it, and we'll see if it picks up on Monday. I know for sure on Monday we'll find out who won the uh, the ratings between uh, NXT and AEW. Yeah, I mean that that that's something that I'm I'm really interested to see. I don't I need to see if uh, if this help from the main roster is getting NXT over this exposure as well and the push that they got over this past over over this last weekend. If it if if they can win another one against AEW, uh, one thing that I forgot that happened on SmackDown, um, Bray or Daniel Bryan was in the ring. Did he have a match? Um, I can't remember. Um, but uh. Fuck, I'm gonna have to re- go over this. Oh no, he's kind of promo. He's kind of promo at the end of the mm-hmm. at the end of the night. Uh, Bray Wyatt cuts up, kind of like the butcher did in uh, AEW. He he cuts a hole in the middle of the ring and drags Dan O'Brien to hell. Because that's the thing with Michael Cole that like he's oh Bray Wyatt is dragging him to hell. Like bro, we just know that there's a bunch of tables and like Gatorades underneath the ring. The symbolism. Um, is there you don't yeah. have to like say he's dragging him to hell because no he's going into the ring uh but basically are we getting a new look for daniel bryan i it's interesting because uh toward the end we saw bray ripping hair and it appears that it might be from his beard do you think i think he's gonna go no beard shaved head american dragon i would love to see that i think that would be that'd be a great throwback uh, but yeah, it was clumps of hair just coming out. Uh, I thought this is a way to really heat up this angle. Uh, they could have done something else where it could have been, you know, a slow transformation for Daniel Bryan rather than just here it is. Uh, but this was cool. Um, I thought this was a really cool. Wrinkle. Yeah, I was fine with it. Um, and now I'm excited to watch SmackDown next week to see what Daniel Bryan looks like. Uh, so good job, WWE. Uh, you didn't disappoint entirely. Uh, but yeah, that's that's. I think that's gonna do it for us, dude. Yeah, let's just uh, let's knock this one out of the park. Thank you guys so much for listening, downloading, telling your friends, telling your neighbors, telling your friends' neighbors. Uh, we're available on Spotify, Google Play, um, basically anywhere you can find your podcast, you can find us. Um, hopefully, to get some more YouTube content for you guys pretty soon. Uh, but remember, we are the new, 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 new World Order Professional Podcasting, and we will see you next week. <laughs>